Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Welcome, everybody, back to Talk, Purpose, and Truth. Happy 2022. Hi, Eden. Hi, Kim. Happy New Year. You too. I hope Thank everyone. You. I hope everyone had a great, safe, healthy, happy New Year, and um, that everyone had a good time with friends, family, pets, loved ones. And we were on a little short hiatus, so hope you enjoyed some past episodes. And we're back on fire for the new year. Oh yeah, um, new start. Yeah, and I know that you know for. A lot of people, um, they're feeling down because the state of the world isn't the best with the pandemic and everything happening. But we're we're really big on trying to focus on spreading kindness and happiness and peace and joy and love in any ways that we can, because the latter is actually making yourself feel even worse. So we're all about that, especially today. Um, we'll be introducing our guests in a few minutes. But I, I wanted to start, Eden, by asking you, we haven't had a chance to talk. And um, I like to do rituals and things for the new year to kind of get going. And um, whether that be vision boards or mantras or whatever. And so um, my kids and I, as per my fourth graders request, we, we did vision boards and wrote our, our goals on the back of the vision boards. I'm going to be doing a couple of um, vision board workshops for people this month. And then um, my friend Ursula Menchi sent me this 555 method of journaling, which I had never heard of, but it's basically based on the 555 angel numbers, which mean change and um manifesting law of attraction, like attracting what you want in a divine manner. And you're supposed to write out what your goal is and then write a statement about that goal, like a power statement, 55 times, five days in a row. And then you can take a break and then you could do a new goal. So every five days you're doing these goals and it's like in, in, bleh, I don't know what the word is. Like, what am I trying to say? Um, integrating, it's like integrating, 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 and ingraining yes. into your consciousness, and it's going out into the universe. So, so I'll have to let you know how all that's working. So, um, yeah. what about you? What are your rituals or anything that you've been doing? Actually, I'm the opposite. So, I think every year I've been I done things like that, but now I'm trying to let go. So, I'm not trying to do anything that's, um, I guess, written writing or racking my brain about it. I don't think that's what you're doing. I just think for me and where I'm at, I need to do a lot of letting go. So it, I, I've just been up in my head too much. So that's where I'm at. I'm just trying to let go and I'm going to see where, where it takes me. See where together we're balanced and we'll, we'll have yeah. to see which way. Well, you can, implement a little of mine and I'll implement a little of yours as the, as the year goes on. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, um, we would love to hear from you all out there on what you're doing for the new year and see pictures of your vision board. We can post them on our pages and um, what you're up to for 2022. 
And I want to go on and introduce our guest because we want as much time with him as possible. And I'm very excited to welcome Craig Shoemaker. I have seen him through the years doing comedy, um, probably, gosh, for the last, I don't know, maybe even like 20 years. Um, my parents started seeing him and bringing us. And then I, I would say I've probably seen him like seven times doing comedy all over the place, um, Vegas and Laughlin and in California. Um, I know he does many, many other things. Um, he's an actor. He was on NBC's Parks and Recreation in Scream 2, The Bold and the Beautiful. He was one of the writers of shows like Fuller House, which my kids and I watch, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and then he even won the funniest stand-up comedian on the American Comedy Awards on ABC. And he's an author of many books. So we have a lot to talk to him about. But what I like so much is that he's all about having laughter heal you. And that's what we're all about, is just helping people find ways they can heal. That's what this show is all about. Yeah. And so um, perfect start to have you on for the new year, Craig. So welcome. Yeah. I loved everything about that except for my parents. It's, it's, it sounded great until you got to my parents. Which... My parents are cool, though. No, and they're it's young. Not... It's not that I'm going, oh, this is great. I'm I'm, I'm connecting with the young and again, my parents brought me. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're very um, young-spirited. They're, they're only 70. So. It, reminds, it reminds me when I when I was dating, they would go, my parents love you. <laughs> oh, me. my gosh. I don't, but my parents, they get That's a kick funny. out of you. But uh, it's been that way my whole life. But anyway, I'm, I'm happy to be here because we're aligned in the same mission. We have the same very similar yeah. of life it's about I, I call this a big old spiritual rebooty call that we're in and uh, i i believe that since the moment we were you know had this pandemic come upon us we're in a big shift it's a conscious shift we need to be conscious about it and i believe that laughter is a pathway to enlightenment it's the bullet train it gets you there so i really believe in the healing powers of laughter i actually own laughter heals the nonprofit and mm -hmm. have for many years and uh, i i uh I did a shift this year away from comedy. I still do it, and I, I'm doing it at the highest level I ever have because I'm I'm so upset because so now I get my frustrations out. Uh, I'm the nicest person in the world, but lately I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> huh. A little bit of a contradiction. Who's with me? Who's with me? I said, you know what it is. I'm spiritual, but I'm also Philadelphia. I'm I'm stuck between Namaste and kiss my ass. That's where I am. Right? <laughs> Yeah, it's I just so much arguing going on out there and uh, hypocrisy and lies and it's it's tough to deal with. So we really have to be solid on who we are right now. And I'm coaching it. You know, I'm doing a lot of coaching right now. That's been my my big pivot. And I'm happier doing that than I am performing, which is all about, you know, me. And you know, that's wonderful. And it's wonderful to manifest those laughs. But there's more purpose behind what I want to do right now in the world. Want to make it wow. yeah so what, awesome. what 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 was it that made you kind of shift out of comedy into where you're at now into becoming more conscious and helping others become more conscious well it, it started actually years ago um i was getting all these like you know you get these little you know god shots or whatever you want to call them and yeah i get these shots from people that would come up to me after the show oh i remember in detroit oh yeah we want to thank you i was that's ah, all right no no really we want to thank you because we were told we couldn't get pregnant and we went home after your show and my 
my husband did the love master. Yeah, baby. You know, so, and things must have loosened up or whatever. And <laughs> she had a child. And then about five more gave me credit. One sent me a photo of a kid that was conceived in the parking lot of the Brea Improv. <laughs> they couldn't even wait to get home. So I'm like, I set it up. You knock it down. You know what I mean? But, but the bottom line is. I, I wow, this is something. I mean, and then I realized that there really are healing powers to laughter and including relieving stress, which is a lot of times when people are trying to have a child. You know, I'm not saying I'm a fertility clinic, but this does this does work. It loosens things up. You're not you're not uh forcing will and you're really letting go, truly surrendering. I think you guys were talking about that earlier. Yeah. There's a surrender that's going on and needs to happen anyway. And laughter really is a way to get to that surrender almost easier because you're truly letting go. You're letting your body, your mind, your spirit let go. So these babies were conceived, including the director of my film, The Love Master, we were filming at the time. He's one of my best friends. He wrote Cool Runnings, Little Giants. We bond through comedy. Our best friends always make us laugh. I see you guys make each other laugh. It's a wonderful <laughs> bond to have. That's our best friends. And sure enough that we were, and he, and baby Kayla was born nine months later after the love master. He did the love master in, in Arizona, baby Kayla's born, but a, a year and a half after that, he got brain cancer and they gave mm. him three months to live. And that was my, I guess you could call it my epiphany, but I, my ha ha moment. I went, Hey, what can I do for this guy? Uh, he's got three months. Mm. So I said, I'm going to jump in there and give him all I got and making him happy on his last days. But in the meantime, I started laughter heals workshops and I've worked on these workshops. I came up with a new thing today. I'm going to try it on you or yesterday. I'm going to try it on you. What I do. It's so much fun. I'm going to try it on you guys. The first to hear this of a brand new technique. I have these techniques and prescriptions and I, he took all of it and he showed up for all these workshops. He lived 15 years past that three month prognosis. Oh, I have chills. Oh my gosh. And, it's and amazing. I visited him on his, on his, in hospice. It really got bad. And a few years ago, and I said, Golds, you're right. We filmed this for a movie, and he's in a coma. He, I didn't, he, well, he didn't know I was there. I was there, you know, but they always say that they know you, that they really do know. I said, mm -hmm. What can I do? What can I do for you? I said, I don't know what to do. I said, Let me give you a handy. I said, <laughs> I said, I never done anybody else. I'll give you a handy. He came out of a coma and he goes, Ha ha And he laughed. I made him oh laugh. Oh my gosh. And he died two days later, but I was so happy. I was able to give him that gift at the very end. This is what oh we share gosh. together. This is what we share. You know, all the yeah. possessions and everything goes out the window when you're on your deathbed. Mm -hmm. it's, it's meaningless. But yes. that so much meaning to him as we had that last connection. I offered to give him a handy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it, by the way. I did not go through with it. <laughs> so, you know. It would have been for charity, you know. <laughs> <laughs> old scold, I'm doing this for charity, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't count. It doesn't count. I get, I get, I get a government write-off on this. All right. Oh my gosh. So uh, Wait, I want, I want to see. Can you try what you said? On oh that yes. Uh, it's a brand new technique. Oh my god, I love it. So I was seeing a client. I see personal clients, and really help them with their transformation. It's and it's working. And here's the new technique I came up with yesterday. She was having. You could feel her fear. This is actually on the phone. I could feel her fear. She's very kind of talks like this and, you know, very tentative. And, you know, like, it's like come on, we got to get down there. We got to get down there. How are we going to do it? I already do a thing called a guided lafitation, but that takes a little longer and that works as well. Mm -hmm. But I added it. I have a new one. It's called, uh, it, it's, it's called chuckle chatter. So if I just tell you anything, 
I do it as I'm laughing and watch what happens. Ready? Okay. I went to the grocery store. <laughs> I got out of the car. And I got in a cart and I bought vegetables. <laughs> and I, got, I paid with cash. <laughs> so anyway, so you see how you both are smiling. It's reflected back. Yes. It's, it's something that's, it's, it's a group conscience that's going on. It's, contagious when you laugh i said not one joke there but yeah. both of you could not prevent yourselves from at least smiling which releases these healing enzymes in our bodies it shifts everything that's going on it makes things meaningless and i just oh, so that's my new thing it's it's called chuckle chatter and you just you chuckle as you're just telling your anything mundane anything and you just say it with a chuckle and everybody else goes wow this is funny it's not you know, there's no jokes, or there could be, but that's so that's my new technique. I love well, it, and it lightens the mood, and I think it puts people like in a in a just a better mood, no yeah. matter what. Yeah, I have a I have a course called Command the Room, and it's really about commanding the room through humor. I, I teach people how to alchemize humor and turn that into gold. We all have it. We all have a sense of self, a sense of humor, but you got to mine it. There's so much that covers it. So I have people. I have techniques to get people to uncover it because there's so much baggage, whether it's anger, resentment, misplaced rage, all that stuff that's going on in society right now. Mm -hmm. So I kind of get through that and go, okay, how can we, how can we facilitate something else here? <laughs> and, and that's what we do. So that was my, other, that was my, I just debuted it on your podcast. I love it. You're just, you're giving me, I have like six speaking engagements this month and I just realized, I'm like, everyone's so in their head and focused on what's wrong. If I start out each one with having them do something that's either laughing or, you know, like silly, then that's going to shift the whole thing and make them pay attention and feel yeah. better. So thank you. That's what, that's what I do. I teach speakers how to get out of your, you know, get out of the phony into yourself. You know, I have all of these tools that I offer. I mean, years of experience in this world of, transformation you know i i go back 25 years with tony robbins and you know i mean i this is this is my jam more and even though i became you know they say 10,000 hours you're an expert i put probably 20,000 in the comedy been since right. high school and a great level it's wonderful it's fed back it's fed my family and but now this is where it needs to go because of all times in our history mm -hmm. world pandemic that we all share Mm -hmm. You've been hit by it directly or not. We are sharing the, the craziness, the insanity that's going on. I'm starting to point that out too. some of the hypocrisies. We got to laugh at them. Yeah. We're so serious. I say, take laughter seriously. Yeah. And now you're doing it with purpose. It's it's yeah. you're you're using your your gifts, your talents to help people in so many ways now. Oh, and, and people are so locked in to being right. But you know what it is? It's all fear. They want to be right. Like if you're told, you know, I was told in the beginning, I was, remember I was golfing with a doctor. It was really during those, those really scary days. He sees somebody with a mask and he's a doctor. He goes, you don't need those things. He goes, those don't do any good. And then like months later, there he is, triple masked. <laughs> well, what, what happened to that? He goes, well, I've uh, done some other review. But no, what it is, it's like peer pressure and all these you know, people telling you this and, you know, people driving alone with a mask on. No, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to make fun of you. I don't care. You can tell me. Someone <laughs> argued with me yesterday. So, well, you have to keep it on. No, no I, I'm sorry. You know, 
I'm going to make fun of you. And also, I'm in Vegas, and they said, put, it on, put the mask on. But if I sit down for a $90 steak, take it off. All of a sudden, <laughs> the steak is building a perimeter. There's no COVID here because I have a steak in front of me. Right. <laughs> it's just, right. And I'm laughing about it. I don't care if anybody gets mad at me or if they go, no, it's this way, it's that way. That's you telling yourself because you want to believe it. But there's other things, obviously, it's happened in the history of the world that people don't tell you because there's an agenda. I have an agenda as a comic to open up avenues that you're not willing to explore, to curtains, to pull curtains on phonies and things that were being frauded on. That's what a comedian does. And have you noticed that they're trying to shut us down with cancel culture, with censorship? They want to stop the comedians. We're so afraid of the comics. What they're going to say that's going to be offensive. The truth. Meanwhile, exactly. The truth is offensive. It's a fiend to certain people that live in that lie. Yep. Right. Yeah. And so many people are like angry. Like there's the ones that have taken on that being right stance and have these whatever it may be conspiracy theories are the ones that are angry all the time. And yeah. you walk by them and they're like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I don't know everything. I'm OK. You know, and it's like, OK, what? how is that serving you? Is that working for you? <laughs> oh, it doesn't. Righteousness doesn't serve anyone. I had a thing happen. You know, I do this thing. I do a lot of Zen consciousness and stuff like that. And I go to a sangha on Sundays and the guy did like an intervention on me. I had this wonderful thing happen. I'm going to share this with you as well is um, ego. I divorced my ego. I filed for divorce for my ego. And by the way, <laughs> ego wants to stay married. Hey, remember when we had sex in the back of the car? Oh, you remember me, don't you? I go, oh, no, I see you. I'm not going to marry you again. I'm not even going to have a one-night stand with you. I recognize you, ego, and that ego runs the show. It's trying to be right. It's trying to look good. It's trying to protect image. It's trying to, to go with peers so that you're loved. You go along with the peers, and you go along with the tribe. And ever since I've done this, it's such amazing freedom, mm. amazing freedom. And that is, that's my new year. That's my new year is this yeah. surrender and this freedom. It's, it's so cool to live like this. Yeah. Yes. You <laughs> have so much peace that way. I have so much peace and so much joy. That's how the thing just came up yesterday. I wasn't sitting writing. It came up with this client. I go, let's try this little chuckle chatter. And, you know, so that's how life is unfolding now without that, you know, resistance and that fear and the doubt and the worry that prevents us from being our true self. You can't be authentic if you allow other people to, to lead you down these pathways of anger and fear and so on. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Living higher conscious in a higher conscious way. And it's hard. It's hard right now because most people are not doing that. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I think... I can't even believe what's manifesting right now in my life. Ever since I'm starting to put out this energy, yeah. coming. I just had two new team members that walked in here today, my studio. They're part of my tribe now. We want to form a tribe, you know, a, a laughter movement. Uh -huh. It's a spiritual movement. People don't think laughter is spiritual. It's extremely spiritual. It's, your, okay. it's the closest you can come to your true self. Exploding uh -huh. through this, you're oxygenating your body, healing endorphins are released, stress is relieved. I'm going to I'm going to look one by one magnetically draw in this tribe that's going to grow and grow and grow. I believe it's exactly what we need and we're going to have more and more people going down that but they don't have the options right now. I'm going to lay out the options for them. You know, they don't know any better. People are just going to go, I'm going to join the right, I'm going to join the left and that's it because yeah. that's 
those are my, or I'm going to drive this religion because this is put in front of me, but nobody's really going within. Yeah. Answers. Yes. The answers are there. Yes. That's and that's the key. What our, that's what our whole show is about. So yep. you attracted this. You, that's you why I'm here. As well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. First, the first show of the year. Yeah. Awesome. I love oh. it. Okay. Well, okay. Next question. Yeah. I feel like we can just talk about that and there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I don't know if this applies anymore. How does comedy, how does, has comedy changed in this climate with political correctness, cancel culture? We already talked about, um, how have you ad adapted to all that? I don't know if that really applies anymore. Well, yeah, I, think I it answered know, it. Like, how do you, how do you, like, if you were to go do stand up now, like, can you do the love master? Like, what do you have to be careful of now? Or how do you adapt? Yeah, the answer is yes, unequivocally yes. Because I know what my intentions are. I'm a very, very good person. You know, so I'm not there to offend or hurt anyone. And if I do, then that's on them. That's yeah. on them. First of all, they can move on to the next joke. They don't have to be, have this virtue signaling that people are doing. And that's your problem. That's your issue. I'm not going to make it my problem. I'm going, I am out there to entertain and make people laugh. And none of it, it's all based on my personal experiences. This love master is a character that I developed because I was a geek growing up and, you know, women that look like you two would shoot me down. You know, they, you know, how girls go to the bathroom <laughs> together in high school, you know, the posse P they took me with them. That's what a geek I was. So I, I was always the F word friend. I was always the friend. And I, that's how the love master, yeah, baby, that's right. Social distance, six feet. That's just the tip, baby. Oh, yeah. So, so <laughs> the love master is developed because that's my antidote to all the women and girls that wanted to be my friend. So all that is is this childlike, you know, talking about his girth and his, you know, his <laughs> sexual prowess. Who cares? How can that offend you? We right. all got here by having sex. Why do we not talk about sex? Every one of us has is the product of sex. And <laughs> True. Both of us have had sex. So I know if you have children, you have had sex. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if there this is something that we have been so trained. So what I teach and what I coach and what I mentor is we have to retrain to go back to who we truly are and who we truly are, are light and levity and happiness and joy. That's how we see the world until they start telling us what to do. You get rewarded for getting in their lines. You get rewarded for taking the tests that they give you. I'm about, no, let's get back to the purity of self. That's why they censor comedians. They don't want that truth. You know, by the way, we've been censored for years. Look at the FCC with language. What is language? Who cares? We've been trained to make the F word have this meaning that has no meaning in any other language. So it's what's the intent behind using the F word? If you're using it to accentuate something, so what? Right, it's a word. How we are, it's just a word and how people can go nuts. And you know what it does? It distracts you. Now you're in these wars, these, you know, these, these religious wars even. You know, that's against my religion. Where is it in the Bible that you can't say the F word? The F word didn't exist in the Bible. It's somebody that told you that, that interpreted it that, because they can control you that way. Because now all the lemmings are doing the fighting while they hold on to all the power and all the money and all the manipulation. That's why they want to shut up people who have a different 
take on things. You know, yeah. we right. need to really break it out that, oh, they are threatened. By the way, everyone's threatened by the comedians now. That we were the first ones shut down. Now, you could go to a Krispy Kreme, very healthy for you, but you couldn't go to a comedy club with laughter being the best medicine, right? We're, we're essential workers. We're the last people that be released, by the way, the comedians in the comedy clubs. The restrictions on comedy clubs, unbelievable. I had to have Zoom calls. I spent a year doing comedy without pants. So I am so happy to have pants on again, bringing the laughs. How do we know right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in the habit of wearing pants now. You're you're lucky. I've got my new jeans on. So, oh, I was gonna say they could be pajama pants. I thought they're gonna, gonna go. Oh, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. By by the way, one thing happened during the pandemic. Not good completely my wife's in menopause which i think means put men on pause i'm pretty sure that's what it means i'm on major pause right now other room the whole deal and she actually i'm not i'm not joking when i tell you that she has a book on her bedside table it's called vagina a love story i swear to god i said i'm going to get you a book called penis remember me <laughs> <laughs> Or you could write one. I, yeah. Oh, I believe me. I at least do the forward in that book. I, <laughs> this pandemic has not been good for that that, that part of life. Yeah, tell oh. us more about your, don't you have a few books? Yeah, I do. I have one. Um, I think you guys would dig this book. It's uh, So there's a Love Master character with this Lothario. He's a, you know, but I actually have mastered love, you know, and so... Um, I'm also somewhat of a, I'm a big time empath, like big time, mm -hmm. like ridiculous. I see your past, like clients I do that with, it's crazy. And that's what makes me a good comic is I can feel a room. I can feel people. And, and it's just really about gathering the energy, like an orchestra leader. And that's what I do. You know what I mean? So I, this woman, I hardly knew her. She's like a, you know, like a fan, semi friend, you know, I have a lot of them. 3,000 miles away, she writes me, thought you want to know Matt and I are divorcing after 30 years of marriage. And something inside of me, my true self essence, that spirit said, reach out to her. Share your pains, share your experiences. I had a horrible divorce myself. Share it with her. And that's what I did. I started sharing. She was shocked because everything's always a comedian. You know, they, they always have us in that mirth monkey label, you know, that we can't go any deeper. And I started sharing with her, and then she started sharing with me. I rushed back to my hotel. It was almost like a love story. Like, we have this back and forth back on private message on Facebook. Hmm. And she was so beautiful in her writing. I was kind of like amused for her. She never saw any therapist. I was kind of like her therapist. And her feedback just went on six months and seven months. And then I went, oh, my God, this is something very profound. Something's going on here. And I was actually seeing a man for her. You know, I said, you know, so she did go through the divorce. And that's the book is our exchange on Facebook on private message. It's called Love Mastered, A Digital Journey to Love and Happiness. And I don't want to spoil the end, but I thought there's this guy who was also, she was in abusive marriage. This other guy was abused in his marriage, and I fixed them up, and they happily ever after. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God. Literally a happy ever I saw a vision. And he's not even that good looking. He has hairy knuckles. I, I wouldn't go near him. <laughs> but I, but you know, he actually read the book and he goes, what do you mean I'm no Brad Pitt? I go, you're not Brad Pitt. Are you kidding me? 
You're, you're closer to the pits, but but she she has met her mate. That she was meant to meet is the other guy looked good. He had all image and all that stuff. This guy is just they go to the same. They just went to Neil Donald Walsh together. You know the conversations with God. They bond in that way because that's what's going to take you all the way through life with a partner. Is is divine love, divinity? It's not going to be how they look at all. Believe me, mm-hmm. it goes. <laughs> it's 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 one of the things uh, she's. I'm sure not crazy about is like you know I've got the belly. You know I get the dad. They call it a dad bod. That's to make us feel good instead of calling <laughs> instead of calling us a fat ass. They they call us a dad bod. And I got the belly when I'm naked. I look like a capital Q if you look from this side. <laughs> My kids my kids say that. My kids tell my husband, thank you, Dad, that you don't have a dad bod. They say that term. Hey, okay. <laughs> he doesn't have a dad bod. How lucky yeah. are you? Yeah, well. <laughs> God bless him. Um, you know, going back a little bit, you said something about, um, or you described yourself as being an empath. Just wanted to let you know, Kim and I are as well, and we're, we're intuitives and yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know that about us, but I don't think so <laughs> that's the thing is we can recognize one another. That's why I could launch into this stuff that I don't have to go, Hey, it might sound Pollyanna, but I can <laughs> say, well, no. it might you know. sound woo woo. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I don't have to do that with you because I no. get it. You know, it's we're yeah. all in the same. We talk the same love language. We talk the same empaths and intu- intuitive people have the same language. There are people that are watching this right now also share that as well, that they're, 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 they're heart speeding. They, they understand it. They have a, a resonance with what we're saying and mm-hmm. they connect, a connectivity that goes on. And there's other people are going, this guy's full of, I've got to, I'm out of here. This guy's nuts and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I, I don't think our listeners would think that. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, think, I think most of them are either somewhat there or there and kind of finding ways to let their true selves out yeah. or are yeah. already there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's getting back to what you said earlier about the world. It really doesn't, it doesn't look good. The reason it doesn't look good is because the loudest voice is telling us that that doesn't look good. The loudest voice is telling us to remain in fear to listen mm-hmm. to them, to put, follow their instructions and their instruction sheet. And it's, it's completely not in alignment with who we are, you no. know, and, and what, and what our source is telling us to go, the directions it's telling us to go. So if your listeners are that way, the people watching this are that way, then they're a step ahead. You know, I call them the rarefied air people. I'm going to hang in rarefied air. I'm not going to try to convince anybody anymore. You know, if you're, you know, if you just want to stay in ignorance or stay, that's that meant to be mean if you just want to go blah 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 you know that's fine that's fine and a lot of people ignorance is bliss for some people too it's charlie brown yeah how they talk in charlie brown yeah (laughs) yeah that's how people are when they hear certain things they go into denial we're taught denial we're taught to protect the power people you know we are we're taught to do that like we get rewarded for it somehow i don't get it but that but that's what we do and you know, if even if a comedian speaks out against a corporation, people go, oh, what are you talking about? How are you supposed to eat? You know, that kind of stuff. It's like, well, I bet you they could do a pretty much better job than, uh, you know, putting toxins in our stuff. I bet yeah. you they could, you know, and people will protect them. 
that's how they exist. Mm-hmm. Or they'll just they'll tear that part of this interview down. <laughs> that's because they own they own tech now too. So, uh, but slowly but surely, can I curse on here? Uh huh. Yes. Uh, there's another book I want to write, and it's things take time. You know, the Grand Canyon is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. It took centuries for that to evolve into what it is. So that happens with humans too. So many things are lessons are learned so much later yeah. than we want. So I'm going to write a book, and it's just painful sometimes. I want to write a book called God's a Slow Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because what they say is there's no time on the other side where they are, where he is. There's no sense of time. It's That's just a human thing. Yeah, that's human. time is a human thing. And you know, if we're all present and aware and in the now, you know, you can't go wrong. I'm, I'm here right now. I'm not anywhere else. It's yeah. Thing. You know, who knows where it goes? Who knows how many people connect with it? How many people hear it? Maybe none. Maybe it's just us having a conversation. It doesn't go anywhere. And it's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We had some fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So can we switch gears a little bit and talk about something lighter? Yes, I hope so. I was going to ask you about Fuller House. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they're very clean on that show. When I was writing for there, I'm going, they hired the Love Master? <laughs> I, I actually gave the cat one of the characters some Love Master lines. Oh, funny. Oh. Husband. Was it? Who was it? Gibbler's husband. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. Okay. Kimmy, yeah. 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 Gibbler, uh, her husband has a few Love Master lines. Like, he's like this Latin lover. I could see that. He goes, ah, I will have you beg like PBS on a pledge drive. Oh, my God. I saw that one. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave, I gave some love master line, So, you know. Okay. So funny. I just remembered that because my kids watch all those shows like all over and over ah. again. So I've seen them many times. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you tell them that some most of those actors on that show are really really good people off the stage too most that's, interesting that's that you cool. said most can't go all <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know there were some really really good people uh that i found on that show and then and then there's you know there's difficult people as well it's hollywood yeah yeah, so. yeah. with anything I yeah. wonder if we're, you're talking about someone who I've had experience with, right. but I won't, I won't say you the name. Say, no, no, no. <laughs> it's better just to stay. Bad experience. Is not that good. Not good. Male or female? Come on. <laughs> female. A female. All right. No names. Bye. Oh. We'll, we'll talk about it af- afterwards. Oh, yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... I don't want a bad mouth. Um, at least Hollywood, you know, this is the thing that I also discovered. There's been a lot of discoveries during this pandemic. If you're willing to listen, if you're willing to let go of some ideas, I I defended Hollywood for years. I said, oh, it's just you know this. Now I'm starting to get when they say you know Hollywood, they're, they're arrogant. They're arrogant. They're not true to self. You know, I'm of course I'm generalizing. It's not everyone, just like Fuller House, but. Like, um, it's, there's, it's the lack of integrity. Like I grew up with my friend, my best friend is from 11 years old back in Philadelphia. My accountant is from kindergarten. I shared a cot and milk with the guy. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, this is how I'd love to live. It's people that you are truly connected with. And much of Hollywood is a transactional relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what can you do for me is yeah. a lot of what propels people to go through Hollywood. I also know most of the people that are successful are very unhappy because they're not getting the stuff that we're talking about. No. There's honestly that journey of looking to the outside. This is related back to, you know, I know you thought you were answering, asking a simple question, but this is a, a more complex version of what I'm saying is, is they have these, this eye on the prize. There's no fun in that. You know, when they're giving you a tour of their house, which I've had happen, and they're showing their Picasso. There's nobody that's going, this is great. I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> How much money you have and I don't. <laughs> what a great time this is. They're not happy. We're not happy. There's nobody that's having happiness, true happiness. Happiness comes from connection. Human connection is where yeah. it happens with divine love and true happiness and, and laughter and joy and expressing that, not from your things. So there are so many people that are on that merry-go-round of Hollywood. So I actually, during this pandemic, I'm like, I'm like out of Hollywood now. I mean, I get it what the country, when they complain, they go, I don't want to hear your political stances and stuff like that. But a lot of it is virtue signaling because they're hypocrites. A lot of them are hypocrites because I know them. I know, I know every, I've met every single star basically. Some people are amazing. They're really good friends and they always will be been friends for years, but there's a lot of that phoniness commercials. Now virtue signaling, they're putting (laughs) my kids laugh. I go, are you kidding me with this commercial? These people in this, because they're of diversity, those people would never be in the same room in real life. Mm. Oh, here we got to have this gap ad. We've got to have oh, here, well, two gay men kissing. Oh, here's a here's a biracial with a. It's, it's like they're just doing a casting call. It's not what happens in real life because they're supposed to. Because mm. that's the woke. So so that's where I'm I'm really getting in. The truth is the truth is that's phony. It mm. doesn't exist. That casting call does not exist ever. You will never find that. So this is what happened during a pandemic. It got to truth. And there's truth no, is coming out. Yeah. yeah. Coming out. That's exactly With everything. It yes. will be exposed. People are going to be exposed because mm-hmm. remember I said, Jesus, uh, slow MF. That's yep. in charge. We think that we are, and we can manipulate and control and manipulate people's minds, manipulate them to get in line, to do what they want us to do. But if you listen to G, the G force, mm. it's gonna tell you. It's gonna tell you what to do. It's gonna inform you yeah. and inspire you to go in certain directions. I I just think that I just think we're hitting a bottom like an alcoholic, and but guess what? Or or dinosaurs that are dying out. They're gonna scream as they're going into the tar pits. Oh yeah, people are screaming right now to be yeah, right. Yeah. It's panic. I was sold. I was sold a bill of goods here. You told me this pathway would be, I'd be happy and I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. So let's, let's form, you know, communities like we have here, form communities that give people a chance and an opportunity to really get to know themselves and to find their own happiness, to find their own happiness, not someone else's, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians. I know Bruce Jenner for 30 some years, Bruce Jenner, you know, Mm. This guy, to keep up with the Kardashians, had to chop his penis off. 
I mean, it's just to keep up with the Kardashians. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they, they treated him like a peeper from the 80s. Oh. I remember, I remember him telling me when we golf, he's, oh, these, the, the girls are really doing well. I'll never forget the whole trip, the whole thing that went on. That was all about things and all about following people that you don't know with illusions. And I watched the whole thing take place. And it's amazing to me you know, how this is where that's the popularity that's going on right now that I'm not making fun of them. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm saying that type of thing where you are pursuing something that is unachievable, unachievable, what they, what they do. Right. Yeah. And just knowing that, you know, you're watching something like that for entertainment, but not to take it so seriously. Yeah. Oh my God. We could go on and on and we're already, out of time. <laughs> I wish we could have another hour. We'll have I know. On, we have to have you on again if you if you would do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, can you tell us where we can find you, where our audience members can find you and work with you or see you or anything like that? Get your book, all easy, that. The easy way is at craigshoemaker.com and it's spelled shoemaker, not mocker. People drive, hello, Mr. Shoemaker. You make <laughs> mock shoes. Unless they're Crocs, those you can mock. You can mock. <laughs> You know what the holes are for you so your self-esteem can slip out. Um, uh, but it's craigshoemaker.com. And write me a note. Tell me you hung here and you dug it or have some questions, curiosity, and stuff like that. Or, you, hey, you might want some, you know, some of our coaching programs. Teach people how to do better speaking, how to command the room, whether you're a boss or working for someone, whatever it is, is if you can alchemize this humor, right, and really turn it into something you become magnetic, you break barriers, and you can be truly a great self, a great version of yourself that you're meant to be. Hmm. Um, I love it. Thank you so much. This was the best conversation, and I really enjoyed it, and um, I know our listeners will too. And it was it went way deeper than I expected, so that's a pleasant surprise. You're like you're like Leah, who I wrote the book with. No, I didn't mean it like that. There's I just a, bu- there's all, a book all together. The- there's a book in the background. Yeah. People expect, they just expect, you know, the, the comedian to do, to deliver jokes and they, they're uncomfortable if you don't remain within those limits. But I just believe every one of us is unlimited. You know, it's unlimited, we live in unlimited possibility. It's fantastic. Right. I was, I had a pleasure today too. It was fun for me and who knows what to expect with these podcasts. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I do them all the time and uh, this was a, a good experience. Go oh, hang out, you. go hang out with your Six-minute ab husband. (laughs) I'll tell him so. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, give us some feedback on this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Bye, Craig. Thanks for being here. Bye. Thank you so much. You got it. Thank you. Let me know when it, you know, let us know when it comes out. Right. Oh, yes. Okay. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.